What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Yo, what's up, EFN? Yo, what's up, Manny Digital? No, no, no. See, you got, you got extra. <laughs> you, you sound like you just came from our Basil type of voice. How was that? Yo, I'm watching you on Zoom and and it's like a kung fu flick. Your your voice and sound doesn't match <laughs> your, your movements. So you see, I will. No, hey, you. Now you're good. Just now, the, the internet caught up with you. Damn. The metaverse caught up with you. Um, yeah, Art Basel, man. You know, you was I out there. Did one, I only did one day of Art Basel. You know, that's parent life. But um, what, what what was it like? You were do, hosting some stuff, or you were just? Yeah, like, I mean, we got asked. We, as in drink champs, uh, got asked to get involved in things. We didn't commit. We didn't. We didn't lock into anything. Unfortunately, some good things that we that we missed out that we were invited to be a part of. Um, shout out to Earn Your Leisure. They had reached out to have drink champs involved in, in one of their events. Uh, just couldn't coordinate it between me and Nori to to lock something in. But what I did get involved in is uh, Rock the Bells, who are also my partners with Coming Home. Word. They did a uh, yacht party on Saturday, and I went. Is it one of those like all white dress, all in white? No, 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 no. I wouldn't even go to something like that. I I don't think I've ever been to an all white party. I I think you need to go to. Well, you you down with revolt, so Puff needs to invite you to to an all white party. That's what needs I to happen. I went to Guayabera. I look like a straight like Santero. That works, bro. That, no, that works. actually, yeah, I'll try it that way. But I'll even I'll even immediately spill something on my whiteness. But um. <laughs> I went to the yacht party. It was dope. Shout out to Rock the Bells and everybody involved. It was a little chaotic in the beginning because it was capacity. When I got there, it was already to oh. capacity of the boat. So it was like, you know, like a thing to, to try to get in there. But uh, they took care of me. Um, shout out to everybody I met there. And then we went to the Monster Energy Activation. Shout out to the Monster fam as well. Big yeah. Drain was out there snapping shots. Drain flicks. And uh, shout out to Jay and, uh, and Zeke and everybody um we were there and then we went to the west side gun show oh I must in alapata it's like we went from most luxurious all the way to the hood so <laughs> Wait, and everything west in between. Side gun was in alapata yeah so so these ho- a homie of ours uh this cuban dude he has a pretty dope story he has a i in my mind it's a it's a apartment building but it's a crib it's a okay. crib on the corner in a neighborhood in alapata that apparently his grandma had and he took it over when she passed away and he the whole place is in honor of his grandma he calls it uh la esquina de la abuela yep apparently his grandma was a revolutionary anti-revolutionary but she started out as a revolutionary in the mountains with with the with you know the fidel and them in in cuba i'm assuming with fidel and them because that's where they all started but quickly realized that 
this is before everybody knew that they were going to be communists. You know, this, this is the story he's telling me. And he and when you go to the crib, like, you know, he gave us like the tour of the crib and he shows all these old pictures, really dope. And he's telling us how, like, you know, she realized that she was, you know, that these people were communists, that, you know, before she even came down from the mountain. But at that point, she had become like a lieutenant in the in that in the guerrilla warfare, you know, like Guerrilla, whatever. Yeah. And um, and then she joined the forces that came in with the Bay of Pigs, I believe. Either she joined the forces or even or came to America and then joined the forces. One oh. way or the other, she was in the Bay of Pigs. You know what I'm saying? So he's got ill pictures of her with rifles and you know, looking all military with the beret and everything. And that's and dope. A, super dope story. And then that and that's and that's the spot. And he what he does is he's cre- what he's done, he's created he took over the spot and he's made it like a hub for artists. So he allows art international artists to come in and crash there at the crib. Oh, wow. Uh, for free. He created yeah. a, a nonprofit. And somehow he's it's an event space as well, but it's bugged out because it's in the middle of a neighborhood on the corner in Alapata. I think Alapata is the Dominican area. Here yeah, I was going to say it's like from what I I mean, the few times I've been over there is to go to El Tipico. The the club. Is typical in Alapata? I feel like it maybe it's bordered. No, I don't know now. But in any case, I've cruised through there a couple times and it's like Dominican hood. Oh no, that's that's the Dominican hood. Yeah. That's what it's known for, at least. But what was funny that struck out when we were there is that the 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 people out there, first of all, he this guy's throwing a full-on concert in the middle of a neighborhood. That's crazy by itself. Like in the street, like it, it poured out into the street. No, no, in like oh. the backyard. Oh, like shit. he, like he has the the corner lot, so it's pretty big. And he, you know, he puts tents and whatnot in stages, but it's it's outdoor though, so <laughs> you're hearing this in Everyone. the whole neighborhood. And then the other funny part is, as we park in the neighborhood and we're walking, you see like the Christmas lights, and people have the Christmas lights, and then they have speakers outside the crib playing music. <laughs> not, not they're not having a party outside. That's part of the Christmas decoration. Right. Them blasting music. You know, that would never fly in my hood. (laughs) And you walk by and like this person has like, like bachata or whatever. And then like this person is playing reggae. Like this person is playing hip hop. Wow. And that's just all like mishmashing as you go down the block. Right. And then you get into the Griselda uh, show come down the street on the, like, you know, La Huela. Pretty, pretty pretty dope, dope. pretty dope. But That's yeah, good. so that was my that was my art basil experience. Um, and you know, the way I live life now is I try to like jam pack everything into you know, like if I'm going out of the crib, it's you gotta put everything in into that time frame that you know that normally I would spread out in more days. So and you do that because you know, family time obviously and trying to be there right. for your kids and your, your lady, but how how stressful is that, right? Because you so whatever makes it into your schedule makes it and then you basically have to close it off and find other time if there's other opportunities for shit to for you to be involved in but it, just thinking about our battles on how loaded front to back that thing is usually for just the the casual person to go and be a part of for right. you given your circumstances like i'm sure there was a lot of shit going on but like that particular day in the context of you being a father how rough was it that specific day? Yeah, that specific day. I mean, the, the the day wasn't wasn't particularly rough. I mean, it was just like a, just a long day. You wake up and you do all the things with the kids and you try to like kind of do be a little bit more present because you know you're going to leave. 
And then so you you go the extra mile knowing that you're not going to be there for a while. I don't know if I I don't know if I or my girl would call it the extra mile. I'm just saying I I I try to be more present than I you know maybe a little bit less on my phone working or a little bit less you know not you know whatever just trying to be more more proactive with the kids. Um I think. And so and then when when my daughter goes to sleep is is when I leave because the other thing too with my daughter right now she's very like you know she's she she's she's a daddy's girl so she doesn't want me to leave and if i say i'm going to leave and she's not in school that's that's an issue too like and that makes me feel like crap when she's not as now that she goes to school weekends are precious because i get to spend more time with her it, it overall man all of this i'm still trying you know I, we say it all the time i'm like i'm beating a dead horse i'm still trying to figure it out you don't know what's right, what's wrong. You don't know how much, you know, you know, you, it's a catch 22. You gotta, you gotta hustle. You gotta work to pay the bills. But um, at the same token, time is precious. We've all learned that it could all be gone tomorrow. Something could happen to, to a loved one or to yourself. And you, you would regret not spending that time. So it's like, it's really hard gauging and, and like weighing out what's more important. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough, and it's, I'm, a sh- I'm sure I'm imagining it's tough for everybody. I don't, I really think about like, how does everybody deal with it? And then another thing, it's funny. I'm going to throw something really quick in the mix, which, uh, so Charlie, my boy, Charlie, he's like, yeah, you know, bring that up in fatherhood. And I'm like, all right, buddy. So then, <laughs> so my boy, Charlie and shout out my boy, Rich, Rich has five kids. Charlie has one, but Charlie's kid is older. She's out. Uh, Wait, she's Rich has five. From from five coming kids. home, Haiti, Rich. Yeah, he has five kids. I didn't. I didn't think he had a, a single kid, bro. Wow. While he while he's trying to go for the, he kept trying to go for a girl, and he had twin boys, <laughs> and the girl was the last one. Okay, so he achieved his goal. It just took five with a, with with his Dominican uh, ex. Um, wow. So you know they were right up your alley, bro. It's the same island, Española. Like they they try to have a million babies. You guys are the same thing. <laughs> well, Asian yeah, Dominican. yeah, yeah. I should have known. Like Haitian Dominican. Yeah, we should, we go for the yeah. gusto. So so Charlie, um, they both you know were discussing with me about like you know like the same thing. Like you know if you know I'm taking away from the hustle with the family, blah blah blah. And then the other thing too is uh, Charlie's just like you know on some selfish. He's like yo, but you know you don't hang out with with the boys anymore like you know all your boys say that all your boys got you like yo f- fuck e he don't do nothing no more with us <laughs> it's true and i and i'm just like yo but what is wrong with these motherfuckers man like do they not understand but i guess you know i guess you don't understand and even when you should when you have your own kids but like truth be told before, i mean so rich and charlie have both have children but their kids Charles, uh, Rich's youngest is not that young, right? Is that fair to say? No, his youngest is pretty young, probably like seven, six. Okay, seven. so still relatively young. But Charlie doesn't understand what what it, whatever experience he had, like physically being with his kid, is not the same as yours. Definitely not, because his daughter was in Jersey for most of right. her time. Like, he would have her in spurts, and when he had her in spurts, he was away. Like he couldn't really do much. So I'm just like, shouldn't you like refer to that time period yeah. for yourself? Like, can't you understand? sympathize a little bit? Because you was, yeah. was there too. But it's it's a fleeting thing because once you're out of it, 
I have to imagine because I, I, I sometimes I try to think like, all right, if I didn't have my younger two and it was just my 14 year old, right? How how different would life be? And I have to say, man, it's you forget so much shit that in the moment was like mad stressful because when your kids are like 12, you're going to be like, oh, this I mean, compared to now, oh, this is a fucking cakewalk now because it's you built that habit. So these right. motherfuckers that do have kids in your crew. They're not going to remember a lot of this shit. Or they got circumstances where it's, they don't have to necessarily be there all the time. Right. Right. And that's the key. That's the, that's the, that's the, <laughs> also, you're really hard on yourself. I feel like. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know why you say that. No, because with, with your parents, like your, your level of guilt is, is pretty high. Like you run to guilt in a lot of the cases which is understandable, but I think you could be a little more lenient about it. Again, I don't understand where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I like how you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Look, you know, me and my girl, we, we have combos, obviously, with my boys. I, I get frustrated with, with, with when they say stuff like that because I'm just like, Oh, I sh- I kind of shut my boy down. I was talking to Rich in that conversation, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, my man, if I hang out with you guys, what are we doing? We're gonna go and get fucked up somewhere. We're gonna right. drink and hang out and get fucked up. We're not gonna go play golf sober because we don't play golf and we don't stay sober. <laughs> so I already have a job. Where I get out, I go out and I get fucked up. So I'm just compounding this this, this thing that I already do, anyways. Because Charlie was like, oh, "I don't want to have to go hang out with you at Drink Champs, or I only got to hang out with you." Because I do the same thing with my with my social life that I do with my business life. Right. I try to like bring everybody together if I'm already going to be out or something. And so sometimes I'm mixing groups of friends that don't normally hang out with each other. I, I've <laughs> been there. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, I'm doing it for convenience, but this is the way that I'm keeping a balance and sanity in my life to be able to kind of do a little bit of everything. Because <laughs> what? I'm what? just thinking, I, I remember when I was in that situation, like you you brought me around your, your crew. Yeah. And it was it was Paul. Did I tell you the story? Like what, Paul stepped to you? <laughs> I mean, not not exactly. Because Paul's like, the type of dude be like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Well, if he, told, if he brought you here, he he didn't say it, but he was mean mugging for the first, like the intro, like <laughs> like sniffing me out, like all right, let me see what this dude's about to do. And you know, I introduced myself. I said, "What's up?" Whatever. And then you know, after a few minutes, it was fine. But like, I noticed it. I was like, "Oh, he got pit bulls surrounding him to make sure shit is sweet." Because if it ain't sweet, how? Right, right, yeah. And and then the other thing too with uh. With Charlie, I mean, whatever. Actually, I'm not even gonna get into that because it's some other shit. But, yeah. but it's just funny how, like, you know. And I know that I was kind of fouling my friends when they had kids. Um, in this, but oh, I, I was foul- I, I could imagine. No, <laughs> I, could imagine. I was foul. I was foul for different reasons. Oh, okay. In my mind, in my mind, my reasons were valid because we were all young men trying to make something out of nothing, and it was gonna take all of our efforts together right to just squeeze one ounce of success out of all of our efforts 
put together because it wasn't a, we didn't have finance we didn't have money we didn't have connections so we just we had to all band together and make it work and geographically you weren't in the right yeah market. everything yeah so when my friends at a very young age started to have kids which wasn't they didn't plan those kids right they could have they could have avoided those situations now obviously no no kid is an accident we love all of our crazy hood god kids you know, I love my God kids. I love every, you know, crazy is for the kids. We love our kids here. All right, Trick Daddy. But, but I'm just saying, that was my thing. It's like, look, man, you put yourself in this predicament. This is on you. And I purposely was not having kids on purpose. I was purposely using something called a condom <laughs> that my friends didn't know how to use. I was purposely using a condom and making sure I avoided busting inside. Or catching the fire dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Purposely trying to stay out of the hospital, too. Like, come on, guys. You know, it's not rocket science. And so when they started to, okay, you get one kid, I, everybody slips up. You get a second kid? Oh, I guess the second one's a, a, a slipping charm. You get a third and you keep going? Nah, bro, come on. So that's where I was hard on my friends. I'm like, yo, my man. Don't come to me talking about you want to do this, that, and the other with crazy hood. And then you having all these kids and then use the kids as excuse as to why you can't do it when you should have never been in this predicament to start with. Right. Yeah. If, if again, if your priorities were certain things. Now, if you're like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that shit. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Shoot up the club. You know, I don't care if I'm financially stable. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Shoot up the club. <laughs> hey, bro. To each their own. But that was where I was coming from with giving my friends a hard time. Yeah. Because I, in my mind, was sacrificing having a family on purpose. I'm going to hold out. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I do these things that I really want to do so I could be out here in these streets till I'm mentally more mature, I think, for it. And, and in my mind, it's like, I love my kids so much, I'm not going to have them yet. That's the way I was thinking. That's the way you were convincing yourself. But do you think... If you're honest with yourself now, and you look mm -hmm. back, obviously the, I'll call it the the following the career or trying to create, you know, the way mm -hmm. you have, was really important. It drove you to do what you've been doing. But do you look at it like I could have had my kids sooner, now at the place you are, or do you look at it like man I could have held out a little longer before I had my my kids? I definitely don't. I mean, look that's a hard question because you could say everything, but everything changes. So it's right. like, yeah, I could say now, Oh man, I wish I could do a, B and C things because these opportunities have arisen and having a family, I can't do that. But no, because also let's just say just age alone and just energy yeah. levels and, and how, you know, how I feel like I don't want to be that fucking, you know, I already got a white beard. I don't want to be the, the straight up grandpa and have little kids. Right. I don't think that's fair to the kids. So you had that. Pre right. I agree with you 100 percent. Like you're you're I don't know if you're 55 having your first kid like that puts them at a big disadvantage because you only yeah. got so many years to really. It's, like it's not fair to them. You know, it's not. And you're not going to enjoy them as much. And then having them before. Yeah, I could think about that as well. But again, if I didn't do if I didn't grind a certain way that uh, that I had a certain freedom before, I might not be here today Got with it. the opportunities I have today. Got it. It's just, you know, 
I'm in a I'm in a in a industry in a career space that is it's just it's very fluid and it's very unpredictable and you have to kind of follow leads as they come mm. and that's just what it is you know what I'm saying um and I'm just lucky that I've been able to make a living and I'm lucky to be able to provide and of course I I worry about you know what's the next steps what are the things how do I how do I create generational wealth how do I make sure that 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 I have the the backup, you know, plan in case, you know, this does, you know, this falls apart or this ends or this whatever. And so, you know, those are the things that I'm always thinking about and worried about, but I mean, yeah, I don't think there's anything that I could change in terms of having a family right now. Okay. So it just happened that I would change. Fair. And, and and what about you? Like, are these things that I've ever plagued you? Am I only asshole in in the fucking world that deals with this shit? (laughs) You know that you and I are very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That. I, I, I am to a fault, like somebody who's like a dreamer and is more optimistic, sometimes irrationally so. AK come pinga. No, more, <laughs> more come mierda than come pinga, but yeah. So you come as something that somebody doesn't want to eat. <laughs> so I don't, so me having my kids when I did felt a little late to me like i felt like i should have had my kids i don't know around age 25 i should have probably started popping some kids out but in retrospect could i have made it to where i'm at now possibly but i think the deck would have been stacked so i think the the foundational relationships that i had at that age like with a with a partner weren't stable enough for that for me to have kids and then have that be like a successful situation for the kids, you know, long-term. Right. So, you know, similarly, like it just happened when it needed to happen. I, I, I was, it, again, it was a little later. I was always looking like, all right, latest, like 28, 30. And, you know, first one came a little bit after that, but, but nothing really changes now. Like I, definitely not later. Like having them later be too much about me, but I always wanted to have multiple kids. So it was just a matter of time for me. And you, and you still want to have kids, of course, more. I I would, I would have another. Right. But see, this is an interesting, because when we first started the podcast, damn, it's been three years, bro. We should we should celebrate that three years. <laughs> and my daughter is three and a half, so she was just she born. Was, she was just born. That's right. Um, so, so when we first started the pod, I was like dead ass, like yo, I want a fourth kid. And as time has passed, I'm I'm realizing more and more. Also, the fourth kid, <clears throat> the chaos that that would create, because. This is this was my weekend, just to give you a, a sense. My eldest was playing in a basketball tournament two days of the weekend. My son was, I forget what the hell, he, he had some activity. My youngest was kind of there in limbo. And so we're running back and forth, trying to figure out who can take care of the one that's not with us. COVID restrictions don't allow all of us to go to these games. So we're, we're like shuffling around. If I had a fourth to contend with and Got, you know, if she was he or she was like an infant, the complexity of the situation would just be I, I don't even know how to deal with it. 
So I think it's a saving grace that right now, right now, there's we don't have that, you know, as a as a thing to contend with. But <clears throat> if I could go through the baby phase again, I think we would. Okay. You're crazy. But to <laughs> to, to kind of go back to what we were, what I was saying and put it with in your life. What, how much of a social life do you have right now? Nothing near what yours is. Very, you very mean what mine is. Well, mine is. because because I'm, take away my work. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking I'm, about like like what my conversation that. with my homies. Like, Yo, we don't hang out no more. Like he just wants to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how much of of just hang out with your homies do you have? Maybe a couple times a month. If I really push myself to it. a couple times a month. So you're more than me. Yeah. But the thing is, I tell my, my boy, I'm like, you're, yo, bro, you get to hang out with me if you want to. But he doesn't want to do it under those restrictions of where he's at my, but like I, my work. But I understand that, too, because it's not really hanging out because you're no, no. mixed. No, absolutely. And this is the thing that I try to tell my girl that she is it, hard for her to accept. I actually need to decompress by hanging out with my boys without it being work. Yeah, I get that too. I actually want to have a couple drinks and 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 just chill and and laugh and talk shit with my boys where it's not in the work environment or having to do with anything with my work. Yeah. It's needed. It's something that I need. It, it's I mean, I, I I'm not a doctor, but like from a not self-esteem, what's the word? Of oh, sanity. Like that aids you in being sane cuz to the the context is very different. It looks for, to the person on the outside like it's all fun and games. Like you're having the time of your life. But the truth, like there's, it's a whole different dynamic. And there's a, there's a sense of, um, I'll say like safe space about you being with your boys. That's right. even totally different from you being with your partner. Yeah. And, and that's necessary. Like I always encourage my lady. I'm like, yo, go. Oh, right. Like, there's an opportunity for you to go and hang out with whoever you want to hang out. Go. Because I know that's going to benefit you and ultimately us for you to have that freedom. Right. And it's like a release. You're like releasing steam. You know, you're 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 having those belly laughs that you don't normally have because of an inside joke that you and your boys have. that just came up and like those things like can, they say that when you laugh, it's like you're adding, you know, hours or whatever to your life. Yeah. Like you, you know how how distressing that is to to have those kind of carefree moments. With so your it's, boys it's, and, it's really hard for you to build that into your schedule today, right now. Well, what I was telling my boy, I was like, what they have to understand is that I feel that it's because I have small children that makes it a lot harder for me right now. Yeah, and 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 another thing too is. You know, like, God forbid, no one's ever really said this, but they might be like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, his lady's kind of like making him stay or this, that, the other. Of course, she doesn't want me to go anywhere. But no, it's me wanting. Yeah. Like, I told my girls, like, it, I'm, I've been, I'm so uh, involved with the kids and, I, and, I've, and I'm so used to a certain schedule with them that it's difficult for me to want to leave them. For me, it's yeah. nobody else but myself. You know, and it and it and it does get in the way of how I look at my schedule. You know, and I'm one of those people that just think every crazy scenario that that can go down. So I'm just like, and I look and I see reality. I see people it plays out. Yeah, 
that that you know this such and such thing happened to them out of nowhere and um and you're just like yo you know like like is it really worth going out for shits and giggles no it's not no no i'm just saying it, it like on a, on a super regular basis oh yeah yeah <clears throat> like from what we and you were talking about from uh from a from a de-stressing and, and, and needing to, to, to kind of let loose a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like me and my boys have this tradition where we get together on our birthdays. Well, the, me and Charlie and drain and rich mainly, we try to involve everybody else, but they don't, they don't give a damn about this tradition. Um, <laughs> and you. we go to, we go to Hibachi and, and, you know, we will have dinner and then we'll, we'll go to a bar and have a couple of drinks after. And that's been our tradition. But this year we haven't been able to get together. They're blaming me. They're saying my schedule is rough. <laughs> I'm telling them, like, the last time we did, I was like, okay, I could go, but it has to be after I put my daughter to sleep, which kind of, like, was a little difficult, but we did it. But, you know, that's, you know, that's, I feel like that's a, a fair, e- you know, easy thing to say, okay, we can do that. It's like we have, like, one birthday every quarter, you know what I'm saying? Right. But we've had a hard time this year knocking it out. And I, and I tell them it's because of the age of the kids right now, I feel. That it's a little different when they're a little older, when they're both in school, maybe, you know, things will change up. But and but what yeah. about because uh, you're I'm assuming your schedule is the most different of the rest of the crew as far as like work, you know, needing to be at work. It's more close to nine to five for the rest of them. For you, it's kind of like all over the place. Um, that's kind of all over the place for everybody. Like, oh, OK, like Charlie, he. He works remote, yeah. but it's kind of nine to five, but remote. And yeah, he's yeah, on call. So there's opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rich is hustling. He, he does all kinds of things. So he's all, <laughs> you know, he's all over the place. Uh, you know, my other boys own res- restaurants and work right. that and other people are between jobs. And so it's, some it's work with lot. me. So. <clears throat> yeah, I got to figure out like a monthly, like, yo, this is the window of time that we're going to get together. Everybody agree i mean with the entire crew the entire crew that's rough because no no, i know of course but i'm saying like if you guys allocated just a window of time kept that shit consistent on your schedule whoever can show shows it's at least an opportunity for people to plan around far enough in advance where shit's always going to happen but you have that window set but this is what's crazy i've i created those in that's a part that was a part that was built into what i had for for crazy hood every wednesday we got together oh yeah i remember and every wednesday you had an average of eight to you know eight out of ten people showing up plus high for miami because you guys are a bunch of flakes in miami but it was consistent you know what i'm saying and then you know and then we had like all kinds of outsiders that would come in and, and and come hang out but out of the crew was at least eight to ten out of ten people this is when y'all used to do the push-ups and shit for somebody showing up late or push-ups. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? I heard, I heard some stories about crazy hood. Push-ups? <laughs> there was like penalties for I forget. Oh, what that was early, early on. That was way earlier. Yeah, that's another thing. That was okay. Yeah, that goes back to that. We would have those meetings. Those are the Kinko uh, yeah, uh, boardroom meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you came late, push-ups, or you had to pay dues. Right, there you go. And we were broke, so everybody had to do mostly push-ups. 
So, so, I mean, we did that, you know, it's just, it's just now it's just different, bro. It's, it's different. And then with like, like what I do for work is so random too. So that gets in the way of a lot of things. Um, yeah, bro. It, it, that, it's a little stressful because, you know, you never want to feel like when you, you know, when you really care about, about, about your, if, when your friends are like your family, yeah. you know, you don't want them to feel like they're being neglected either. And I'm very much of the of the idea of my friends are my family and they've, you know, of course, my kids are priority and my and my yeah. family at home is priority number one. But I'm I'm never going to neglect these people that have, are part of my life. You know, it's like it's my family. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's you want to make you want to take care of them. But it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard balance. It, <clears throat> I mean, you you have a very it's a beautiful thing the way crazy hood came to be and the way you guys are today. Cause I, I always look at it from, from the outside and I'm always like, yo, to, to grow together the way you guys have and maintain the bond that you guys have today. I, you guys are like a unicorn. Like this shit doesn't happen very often. Well, it's weird that people tell us that I, I just don't see why it's so hard for people to maintain their friendships. It's the level of, of honesty you guys have with each other and the loyalty. Like it is, it is blind faith for the most part that I, I can see from the outside, right? Like right. you guys might get mad at each other, talk yeah, the most sure. craziest yeah. shit to each other, but yo, anything goes down or anything, anybody needs anything. The whole team just fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, you know, like yeah. Ultron, right? So like, and you know, people grew up, grow up with their crews in the, on their blocks and their neighborhoods or whatever, but it's you guys even though you guys like don't get together as often as you might have before i like when i visit miami i still see it like and y'all might be in passing like so like also show up which seems like you guys didn't see each other for a minute and it's like you you literally pick up right where you left off yeah shit talking to each other yeah <laughs> and it's beautiful it's beautiful right right no no for sure for sure like it's a, it's a great like example of like like what a crew should be right and so all I had to say, like, I, I think it does sort of fall on you because you're the one that's probably most engaged with your kids right now at this moment because of this, the age of they the kids never. and your and your particular circumstance. So you you got to figure out how to peel a sliver of time, not necessarily at the disadvantage of your kids, but just in general, the totality of your schedule to to try and accommodate. Because the reality is, you'll say, yo, here's my window of opportunity. This is the time, which you probably do already. Then it's up to them to actually show up and be able to, to do that. Because yours has, it feels like your schedule has the most complexity to it. Right. I mean, look, I agree with everything you're saying. It's just, it's it's easier said than done. Because 100%. When, you, when you deal with day-to-day -day changing schedules, yeah, you can plan no. as much, you can plan your ass off and, and, and not come through but see that's why i've always been a big i've been big on having a headquarters so that everybody knows there's a there is a place to go central media is, place. yes this is our clubhouse and i've always tried to maintain it in some way whether it was the kinko's uh um what you call it the conference room mm -hmm. whether it was crazy goods the store uh, even before kinko's it was it was my dj room um 
it you know or whether it was the warehouse whether it was the viscane apartment that we had an office in or this spot that i'm in now that was always important to me because that was like look if all else fails we can meet here you know you can come here this is crazy hood this is your clubhouse um so yeah you know but you know going circling to a different place a little bit relatable it was really dope for me um being a godfather of one of my friends kids well you know i'm godfather to to the oldest but i all three of his daughters i've taken on as my god kids right um i don't you know whatever so i was able to have my my goddaughter come to drink champs to the alicia keys episode which is oh, coming yeah. out this week which one the veterinarian no no that's the oldest that's that's kiara that's the one i actually baptized right right but the other two uh is didi and Aaliyah, and didi's in town the other two are oh, that's right uh, kiara's in uh in jersey and Aaliyah's still in new york uh didi's here in miami uh living with paul so she was able to come through with paul as well and my girl was there too and it was and it was it was just a special moment like and it also it's, it's like when you when you like you say how crazy life is in time and stuff it's like this baby that i saw i went to the hospital when she was born and then now she's here having a beer at drink champs yeah. <laughs> as a, a full-blown adult watching alicia keys and also the opportunity to be able to give that opportunity there to is. her yeah you know and it was she was like one of the only paul actually somehow sneaked in it, but she was one of the few people that was able to get a solo picture with alicia because i went out of my way to to pull her in to get a picture uh-huh. um and then that's just so you know it's so dope to me to to experience that and 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 to be able to do that and, and to share where these kids used to come to our office and they would call it music work and they were little kids and I got pictures of them on turntables and, and now, you know, they're adults and they're kind of like experiencing it. Um, That's pretty, yeah, Ill. it's cool. It's pretty cool. I, I always wonder like, will my kids appreciate or even understand the shit that I do career wise or just on a day to day that affords us kind of, and then <clears throat> the opportunities that they end up, you know, taking advantage of. How do you look at that on your end with your own kids? I, th- I think for your kids, it might be a little easier to connect the dots just because of the media exposure. I mean, the front end of it, the back end to get to that place is right. tough. The funny shit is, you know, I have like stickers of me and and, yeah. and fridge magnets. So they like look at it. So yeah. they're almost used to seeing images of their father, like posters. That's got to be weird, I would imagine, for a kid, you know, but maybe they don't know what weird is because it's normal. For them, it's normal. You know? So, yeah, I mean, my, I feel like my daughter is going down the same line as my God kids where, the, where she's like, oh, your, your work, your work. And she knows where the office is. Like when we drive by, I'm like, what is that? She goes, oh, that's your work. <laughs> and I go, music work? She goes, yeah, music work. <laughs> and then what she's, what she's being exposed to more, which I think is interesting, being in the phase I am in my career, is that where like my goddaughters and all my other friends, kids came around the office and it was the turntables and the records. And that's what I was usually on the turntables and we were usually recording music. My daughter's coming to the, to my office and we're recording a podcast and she'll sit on my lap and there's a microphone right there in front of me and we're talking crap. Mm-hmm. So she's experiencing something a little bit different. Yeah. You know? So it's pretty cool, man. Um, but what were you going to say? <clears throat> Nothing. Before we get out of here, um we i want to get your reaction to this so we're coming out with a drink champs kids book 
Did I tell you this? Actually, no, no, no. That's not what the reaction. This is my reaction. Really? That's your reaction? Damn. What are you guys going to teach kids about as drink chips? Listen, I was worried. I mean, I'm, I'm still not, not, not sure. But so we're doing it with the same creator of the book that, that they did the book with my son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, what's the guy's name? I remember. McBride, I think. Damn, let me... Um, but yeah, I think McBride. So yeah, Hed- Hedrick McBride. Okay, Chop the book. Up. I know my rights. The Bill of Rights. Yes. Yeah, so, um, he's the one that stepped to us to do it. It's called Kids Champs or Kid Champs. Okay. And I told him I'm a little bit. I have some reservations about this, you know, because I I don't know that people are what they're gonna say, like the relation to this show that drinks a lot, and I mean. I'm surprised at everybody's outlook on drink champs. Mm. Nobody seems to have the reservations that I, who do drink champs, have on drink champs. <laughs> I don't understand. It. I don't know. Like- if, I don't know if I'm in a different parallel universe. We're getting drunk and talking crazy shit sometimes, and vulgar shit isn't necessarily a family affair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. But but so think about it like I I agree with I understand where you're coming from and the context that you bring this up in. But if you if you boil it down, right, like this is you and your boys out in the backyard talking shit about hip hop for sure, drinking and your kids and your wife, whoever, they're just around like that's kind of what this is. No, you're right. And that's exactly what we were recreating, not the backyard, more so the studio sessions, the backstage expander. Yeah, that's exactly what we were trying to recreate. And it's exactly what I think has resonated with people and that they feel that they can see their boys the same way. Like it's like them and their boys talking shit. Right. True. But to have a, a, a show that consistently is pushing the drinking aspect. I don't know. I, I mean, especially for kids, definitely not. This is not for kids. Right. The show is not for kids. Um, You know, I just worry. I just worry sometimes. I just, I'm always like on, on edge, like, okay, who's going to come at us eventually? When is, when is this audience going to turn on us? Mm. And there's been a couple of times where it seemed like it might, might going to happen, you know, because it's just, and I'll talk to people that I, I almost, they're so like, I don't want to say holier than thou, but like, you know, like, like educational people or like people that work in the, in, in activism or nonprofits or this, that, that you do, that I'm almost like, let me just address the elephant in the room, you know, drink champs, you know, I know. we, And they're like, oh, we love it. Yeah. And they're like, what? No, no. What you mean? It's amazing. It's great. Don't worry about it. No, but everybody drink. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. You know, like it's, it's weird to me, bro. And then like this, the, Shout out to, to the homie with the book. And he's like, no, man, this is great. Like, this is perfect. You guys are perfect. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm very intrigued. I want to see what Hedrick and you guys put together. Because, again, like, the obvious thing is like, damn, I, I don't want my kids knowing about drinking. <laughs> but it's, the right, it's definitely not about drinking. Right, right, right. It's just taking the idea of champs. And obviously, I mean, I get the, the idea. You take this this kind of, like, popular brand. 
and maybe it attracts the parents because they know the brand and maybe that's why they'll get it but the content is very kid friendly right so it's kind of like when you watch a, a, one of these animated movies and they say something that's kind of like racy and the, only the adults get it but the kids don't get the joke right something like that you know so you know it'll they have like it, I have like the animations, like it's kids at a table, like almost like podcasting. It's like the fruit juices, like the box juices are on the table. So that's on the way. I mean, in, in prior. Oh, this is happening. Oh, wow. We don't have a launch date yet, do we? I don't know, but we're trying to, I, I know that we're trying to get it out for Christmas for, you know, for at least pre-orders on Amazon. Oh, dope. Okay, good. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Can I can I get a copy? <laughs> sure. I mean, this is the perfect platform to promote something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, Kid Champs coming soon to Amazon. That's is that going to be your main channel of of sale? Do you think? You're gonna have yeah. probably a website. All right. No, mainly on Amazon. So, yeah. I mean, listen. If you're a listener, what do you think about Kid Champs? Uh, a an, a book for children, a children's book, an animated children's book called kid champs what do you think about that buy the, or buy the drink champs <laughs> by the by nori and EFN. <laughs> yeah yeah vote down below in the comments or, <laughs> or or hit us with a review and let us know what you think on on apple really want to know how, how you feel about this and the podcast fatherhoods in general like are you getting value out of what we talk about or is this just bullshit for you right <laughs> Shout out to Spotify on giving us that amazing uh, recap of the year. Recap of the year, yeah. yeah what we... two countries are new? Mexico and Israel? Israel and Japan. And Japan. Yeah, shout out to our listeners in Israel and Japan. And all, so we grew like 89% in 2021 as far as listenership. So pat yourselves on the back, everybody listening. Thank you. Give us an applause, brother. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You don't have an applause? What? You don't hear it? Oh no, I didn't hear the applause. But I, I... All right. Oh, you know how could we not mention our brother KGB not being here? Yeah, we foul, bro. <laughs> we are foul. Yo, shout out KGB again. Oregon, the the the, the theme of today, like being able to like plan shit and do shit and execute. Like you know, fatherhood got in the way today again. Yeah, my girl gave me shit about not being on the last episode. She's like, "You're not on the last episode." <laughs> Like almost like, and she's like thinking like like she's like what like why why are you not and I'm like what do you mean why <laughs> fucking our life is why. <laughs> uh, shout out to your lady too for understanding. Yeah, yeah. no, no, she's the best. <laughs> All right, bro. Since now it's time to get out of here. Let's get out of here. Pizza, con pepperoni. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.